Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hope everybody had a great, great week. Um, wow. Long weekend for everybody, right? Uh, Want to shout out to our new Supreme Court Justice, Katanji Brown Jackson, or should I say Justice Katanji Brown Jackson, uh, who got sworn in last week, y'all. So we have a black woman sitting on the Supreme Court of these United States. Y'all clap. If I had some, um, if I had a thing here that I could press a button and there was clapping, y'all would hear it. But well, I don't have that kind of technology on the Sean Pittman show. <laughs> but that's exciting. And listen, y'all think she could tap, would she have, could she tap Clarence Thomas on the shoulder and just say, hey, brother, <laughs> work with me. Work with me. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work. But anyway, it's a uh, it's a good deal. And uh, she's extremely reputable. Long background. We talked about it on the show before. And a bonus for us is she's from Florida. She's from Miami, Florida, y'all. So um, let's pay attention and let's uh, applaud uh, Joe Biden doing what he said he would do. And that is appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court. All right. So. We are going to do something that uh, we, we haven't done on the show before because we try to, yeah, you know, we try to stay out of election stuff. And it's been three and a half years and we have done that. <laughs> we have done that. And we are going to continue to kind of do that. But, you know, there's so many candidates. There's like 50 something like local candidates, maybe almost 60 in Leon County. So if you're outside of Leon, uh, you know, y'all take y'all can take a break this weekend. Love for you to stay and listen because uh, we might get into some state stuff, too. But but we're going to talk about Leon County and we're just going to try to inform people about uh, the races and who's in them so that you can start to stay informed. And there's nobody better to do that with than the producer of this show who is stays informed on everything y'all and happens to be my partner uh in esp media uh but that's jamie van pelt jamie on the mic today and not <laughs> and not just uh in the corner taking notes what's going on man hey good morning sean feels good to be with you uh this morning and with all the listeners that have been with us for three and a half years yeah, yeah, now yeah absolutely we've been doing this a long time but it's a good thing. And, it's a good thing. And, and so I was glad that you wanted to, you know, sort of talk about some of these races. As I said, I mean, am I right about that? The number of people that are running in local races today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. And, and I tell you, for those listeners outside of Leon County, I would say stay tuned because I think, Sean, we're going to dig into some of these issues uh, that we're seeing drive voters in Leon County and the surrounding areas that will probably be driving voters no matter where you are. Yeah, yeah. Across, it's particularly... You know, this show goes across North Florida and South Georgia, right? So, uh, and and some of the issues that we're learning about, you know what? They don't know anything about 
the lines between counties and the lines between states. That's exactly right. <laughs> these That's issues exactly right. are impacting people everywhere. You know, the cost of living these days, gas prices and inflation, the, the cost to support a family now is that's impacting everybody right absolutely and, and you see it when you go to the gas pump and you see it when you turn on the tv uh everybody's either trying to mobilize voters with their pocketbook or try to scare voters with uh with how much things cost but but you see it all over the place and another couple of things i mean uh crime we'll talk about crime here in leon county but um but you look at you look at uh, everywhere across the country, and, and you see crime as a major issue and a major driver of votes. So so it's not just here in, in Tallahassee, Leon County; it's all over the place. Yeah. All right. So so let's di- let's dive into some of the elections that are out there. I mean, in particular, I know you pay attention to a lot of these things. Are there are there any? Well, are there races that you're paying more attention to than others uh, in the city of Tallahassee and Leon County? Absolutely. You know, I think. Right off the top, you see a contested mayor's race uh, with, with two very viable candidates and and two lesser known candidates who are making a name for themselves. And I think that's uh, that's something pretty special. But I'll tell you, Sean, very rarely do we get any open seats. And this cycle, we're going to have two open seats on the county commission and two open seats on the school board. Uh, one of them who's already been filled by by school board member elect Marcus Nicholas. Uh, but but that's four open seats on uh, county and, and school board municipal governments. Uh, and that's something that's definitely something to watch. But, but as you said, we got a lot of, a lot of candidates and a, and a lot of elections coming up uh, here in August and then in November. Um, but, but uh, open seats are an anomaly and we got a lot of them. Yeah. That's, you know, and when you say that, I don't know that people really get it. Open seats y'all means that somebody decided not to run. Right. And, they left it open for new people to decide that they want to serve. So four open seats is a big, big deal. Does that suggest anything, though, that they're open seats and there's over 50 people deciding to run? Well, I think it suggests that uh, that, that our community is uh, putting their hands up and saying, hey, uh, if, if there's a vacuum, I'll go send me, which, which I think is a great thing. Uh, I'm always going to be in favor of as many folks as, as are interested in, in stepping up in leadership, uh, come on. Um, we, we get the best candidates with a, a healthy debate of ideas, um, and we don't want to hear the same voices over and over and over again in a lot of these instances. And in some of them, uh, we have leaders that are doing a great job, and we want to keep them there. But in others, hey, if it's an open seat, we want to know what, what you're thinking about. Well, and I think that plays into the storylines, right? You know, we talked mm-hmm. about the issues that mm-hmm. some of the issues that may carry this, and then the storyline, as you're saying here, that people are tired of sitting on the sidelines. They're like, you know, I'm going to take my shot at being more than just a spectator, mm-hmm. and uh, we welcome that. We Absolutely. welcome that. Absolutely. Um, and and that those times come about, and usually they come about when you have so much divisiveness right in in a community or a country and Tallahassee and Leon County you know we're not an exception to that rule right this is happening all over the country where look whether you wear a mask or not might determine (laughs) whether you're a Republican or a Democrat right right? whether you uh, the things that are going on in schools right now you know whether you let your kids go back to school during COVID or whether you kept them home right. wasn't just determinative of your financial status, but what party you might have been in and whether you supported one party or the other. So these issues have have really, really taken 
uh, a different toll that I've seen in my lifetime, and I've been living a little longer than you, uh, a lot longer than you, actually. <laughs> but but anyway, so let's talk about some particular races, though, Jamie. Mm. Um, what are the ones you're keeping an eye on this cycle? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I mentioned at the start of the show, but anytime you get a very legitimate challenger to a sitting mayor, uh, that's where the majority of the attention is going to go. Uh, obviously, Mayor John Daly running for re-election um, and being challenged uh, by um, Commissioner Christian Dozier, who is uh, a, a multiple-term Leon County Commissioner um, who who has thrown her hat in the ring um, immediately uh, as a as a female elected official brings with her um, uh, what could potentially be a built-in voter block. Uh, and, and so, but she also brings uh, a lot of years of experience, and that's um, that adds to uh, to her viability as a candidate. Um, but we also see uh, this race on the city commission, uh, Commissioner Jeremy Matlow uh, versus uh, Dr. David Bellamy. Um, this is sort of the classic. Uh, you mentioned it um, uh, in your remarks, but but uh, sort of a a changing of potentially the political landscape in Tallahassee. We saw it in 20, uh, 2018 and then in 2020 when some of these more progressive candidates um, um, got got elected. And now um, Commissioner Matlow, who represents that that more progressive body, uh, is up for re-election. So we will get the first chance to see uh, how voters feel about that. Um, and then, you know, as I mentioned again, two open seats on the county commission, uh, commission Commissioner Kristen Dozier uh, vacating her seat to run for mayor, uh, and then uh, the unfortunate passing uh, of the Honorable Commissioner Jimbo Jackson, uh, his seat um, is up to be filled as well. So um, those four are the ones that I'll be watching most closely, uh, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Well, I'll tell you, and I know... We, we won't have time to dive deep into all of them, but this, this mayor's race is really interesting, right? Because yeah. you really have two old-time Tallahassee families sort of running out, going, kind of battling each other in yeah. this thing. And I don't know that we've seen that since John Mark's race back in 0203, sure. uh, where you had real strong names in Tallahassee sort of uh, butting up against each other. And then you had a a John Marks who, you know, grew up in South Florida but had been in in Tallahassee longer than he was in South Florida. Right. But uh, you didn't find that this time though. You 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 really and and no no disrespect to anybody else that might be in the race. Sure, I, of course. There are other names in the race, right? Absolutely. I don't know the, their names cuz I haven't really even looked at this at all. But there's some there's several candidates running for mayor. Uh there seems to be more interest with the old time Tallahassee folks in Dozier and Daly. Right. Uh, and I, I would, I guess, you know, it's going to be interesting to watch it from the sidelines. Yeah, it sure is, Sean. And, and with respect to uh, Mr. Leland and Mr. Ibrahim, um, I look forward to what they do to help lead the community. I don't think that they will be as much of a factor um, in this particular race. So, uh, but, well, but hopefully they make it better, though. You yeah, know? absolutely. And and I think they already have. And, yeah. and you and I have, have watched them in debates, um, and they bring up a lot of great points. And I think more than anything, uh, they show that there are other ideas out there um, other than just these two old Tallahassee families. But but to your to your point around um, Commissioner Dozier and Mayor Daly, I think it's interesting because it seems to be that Commissioner Dozier is trying to cut this message strain of 
uh, a new voice or a more progressive voice or you know something fresh um, but but uh, you know she does come from a long line of, of Tallahassee uh, uh, influence and and so forth and and she's been elected a long time so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how effectively she can uh, she can portray that message yeah and and the Matlow race uh, with uh, mr. Bellamy another sort of split mm-hmm. in you know community here mm-hmm. right you got the uh the progressive um, and matt Lowe who has been uh, able to coddle uh, the black community and they've been able to coddle him in some respect you got bellamy that is uh we hear that is sort of the chamber folks sort of pushing him forward mm. uh, to run against a matt Lowe who has been very critical of sure. of the Tallahassee Chamber over sure. the years. Uh, what's missing in there, though? Is, is there any any you know the undecideds here? Are they are they the you know, who are they? Because it's a nonpartisan race. Sure. But but, but I can see where some of this is. But but what's the what's the X factor there? Yeah, I think uh, as goes black women, so goes this seat. And we so we've seen it uh, election after election after election um, that that black women can uh, come together and carry and carry the day. Uh, and, and I think that with two white males, listen, uh, as 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 far back as as I've been in politics, um, you know, a, a white candidate who can speak to the black community is great, but. Without a black candidate there, there is certainly a vacuum. And yeah. while, while to your point, Commissioner Matlow did a great job of coalescing uh, uh, the black community in his first race, um, will the results speak for themselves? And that's something that voters will have to decide when they go to the polls in August. But I believe that black women will um, will be a swing vote, a swing block uh, that right now uh, I think is very much up in the air. Interesting. Interesting. So. The county races are are pretty boring. (laughs) I mean, I I just say that because I think, you know, interestingly enough, uh, uh, Commissioner Maddox will be running again. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and there's some good people running in that race. uh, So it'll be and and hopefully those uh, opponents will make it that race better, too. Sure. In, In challenging the status quo, challenging what's been done and Nick Maddox's. Um, I guess, you know, his responsibility is to say, I guess we there's more that needs to be done. Sure. Experience matters. All that kind of stuff you've seen before. But the interesting there, I don't think either race is interesting, but the other race, I don't I don't mean that in a bad way. Jamie's laughing when I say that. (laughs) y'all. I I don't mean in a bad way. But when you compare that to the mayor thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that. Sure. It's not as exciting uh, to watch from the sideline. Sure. But the other race where Dozier dropped out, mm-hmm. I don't know the name of the, I don't know the number of the district. Um, nobody tends seems to be resonating with folks there. Is that because nobody spent any money, nobody ha- or nobody has any money, or, or or just there's too much noise in other places? Yeah, and, and I think the reason that we're not seeing a ton of attention there is not because uh, uh, as much of a money issue because they've all been able to raise what would be considered their, their a good share as at, at this point in the race but i think the gloves haven't really come off yet whereas i think if you if you look at some of the other races they've already started throwing some jabs and and that's relatively early but in this race in in commissioner dozier's seat i think everybody's kind of trying to figure each other out playing a little uh, uh ticky tack stuff but never not not the real not the real hits and and frankly 
when you look at all four of those viable candidates, um, they're trying to build something to run on, whereas some of these other folks have records to run on that also can be criticized. So nobody has really come out and said, oh, you know, this person stood for this, this person stood for this, so that's why you shouldn't vote for them. And I think that's why the attention really hasn't gotten to that race uh, quite yet. Well, let's talk. Let's let's talk about the top of the ticket. I mean, we we've, we've done some school board stuff, and also congratulations to Marcus Nichols, yeah, absolutely, uh, who won outright. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the chairman Daryl Jones still has uh, he has a right in a right in. That's right. But 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 that's a you know credit to leadership. They both didn't get really major challenges, absolutely. And, and Marcus didn't get a challenge at all. Uh, but let's talk about the top of the ticket because mm-hmm. sometimes a lot of times the top of the ticket can really really have an impact oh, yeah. going down ballot. Uh, and look. You've got, I don't want to not mention it, but you got Allison Tant who is running, but I think she's, she's won out, pretty right? much mm-hmm. done now, right, because of that controversy with That's the right. person that ran against her. So congratulations to Allison Tant. You do have a District 8 race where Ramon Alexander decided not to run again. And so you've got tons of people, full. four, five people yep. in that race running. And now that's always a, an interesting race when there's no incumbent, uh, because there's always the slew of names, mm-hmm. and and so that's another seat that's going to be probably looking at what happens in the top of the ticket as yep. well. Does anybody draw out? more voters right more Mm -hmm. voters to go to the poll some will say al lawson who's running for congress and i'm still going up the better al lawson who's running for congress against uh uh, congressman nunn that al lawson is such a well-known figure in this district that he will draw out uh he is the draw for uh minorities and and black women and 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 all those hard to reach folks that, that that don't always show up to vote that he has a history of of increasing the vote sure so so that'll be interesting and in how that benefits all those other folks we talked about yeah but then you got the governor and you got u.s senate uh how does any of that impact all the folks we just talked all the races we just talked about yeah absolutely i think it's i think it's gonna have a pretty major impact first and foremost uh in the primary you're gonna have a hotly contested primary for Democratic nominee for governor between Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed and Congressman Charlie Crist. Uh, and, and they will both be uh, well-funded enough to drive out some some big voter numbers. So I would anticipate that, that particularly here in Leon County, which tends to lean um, uh, almost two to one Democratic, uh, that will draw out a bunch of votes. Um, I think you're spot on with Congressman uh, Lawson. He's a commodity. People trust him, and people want to see him back in Congress. And I would imagine, particularly in the rural That's gonna counties... Be a race. That's going to be a heck of a race. It's going to be a race. And anybody that thinks it's over because uh, Congressman Dunn uh, has Panama City, I think I think it's going to be a heck of a lot closer than anybody really anticipates. Could be one of the most exciting races around here, right? Because, cause li- listen, li- listeners, look... Um, you know that these lines were redrawn and, and, and Congressman Lawson got drawn out of his district, a district that was meant for a, a minority person to be able to win. Uh, that district no longer exists, which left him kind of out in the cold. Right. Uh, Congressman Lawson said, that's OK. It's OK. <laughs> I'm going to run anyway yeah. for the seat that's not meant for me. Right. And what's scary about that for Congressman Dunn 
is that's what Al Lawson's been doing his entire Whole political time. career. That's right. Right? When he was in the, the Senate seat that now is held by Lorraine Osley, that's, that's right. not a minority access seat. Nope. And he won it every single time. And in fact, when he left, when he termed out, Curtis Richardson tried to do it. It is not a minority access seat. Right. And he's been winning seats like that a long time. So that's going to be probably, if I had to vote for the most interesting race, yeah. I think it's going to be that one. I think you're exactly right. And then, and then you know, obviously the the major elephant in the room, uh, to, to avoid a poor pun, is the Republican top of the ticket with, with Governor DeSantis, who um, I think for, for all his... Uh, all his attributes, his biggest skill is demanding attention. Uh, and so when Governor DeSantis is on the ticket, you have whispers about the presidency. You have all these abortion uh, things that have come across. You have his attacks on Disney. You have all of these anti-gay rhetoric, the whole, the whole nine that are driving people, whipping people into a frenzy on both sides. And, and, and so I think what we'll see is even in an off year presidentially, I think we're going to see a big turnout in Florida. And wow. that usually wow. helps... That usually helps Democrats. That's going to be tough, though. You know, if the if the the, the history of midterms, mm -hmm. if it's if it holds steady, yep, which means whoever's in the White House has a really hard time in the midterms. If that's the case, uh, there's going to be some shellackings going on. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, statewide, right? Yep. So that's a good point. So, uh, and by the way, y'all, I, I hope that's not the case. <laughs> but, but you know, we we're just speaking what's out there hey, right you now. Me both. We're not, that's it. We're not trying to uh, uh, convince you guys of anything here. Yeah. So you got the U.S. Senate race yep. with Val Demings in it. Mm -hmm. Now, six months ago, you would have thought that Val Demings would be the one to draw out yeah. all those folks that don't normally vote. Do you get the impression that that's what we can expect? I think more than anything, it's going to be, uh, well, certainly, yes. I think uh, Congresswoman Demings, uh, Chief Demings, uh, she's known in Orlando, is going to be a major draw. But I think the attack on women and all of these Supreme Court uh, 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 decisions that are being passed down now are people are going to start to connect the dots. Voters are going to start to connect the dots between who you vote for and the decisions that are now impacting your daily life. You know, Sean, for too long, folks couldn't couldn't see how, you know, voting for people high up on this hill impacted their lives at all. And you saw people stay home because it, what does it really matter to me? Well, now it matters. Now it matters big time. It matters to women. People are fearing that it's going to matter to minorities. People are fearing that it's going to matter to, to to folks who are gay or identify as a as a sex that's that that they weren't born into. And, and these liberties are starting to be taken away. And I think you're going to find that um, uh, there's potential for a reckoning here uh, for folks on the other side of that. Well, but let me say this because I think you're right. But let me say this to all those who are motivated by things that have happened are happening that you disagree with. This happened when Andrew Gillum was running. That's true. I mean, listen, and it looked like there was this rally on the on the side on the That's on the side point. that 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 didn't control the state. Democrats were coming out to vote because they had a statement to make and they were going to make it. Well, they did. A million more people voted in the mm -hmm. midterms on the Democratic for Democrats than ever than than the following years than ever before. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, I mean, it was an, it was amazing. But guess what? 
a million and one more people voted <laughs> on the other side. Yeah. So what everybody has to realize is what's charging you and what brings you to vote. There's somebody on the other side that's charged in the whole other direction. There are people on the other side who like yeah. all the things that are happening. Oh, yeah. And they're going to show up because they want more of it to happen, as Clarence Thomas said. Right. Yeah. So, so listen, we got to wrap this up. But I think where Jamie was going was uh, there's more reason to vote this cycle and not just kind of vote. Right, right. <laughs> but actually vote. And this time you really do have to take yourself and arrive with five or something like that because um, this is the midterms and it could be it could be bad for uh, folks. Uh, let me say it for Democrats. Sure. It could be bad. Sure. So anyway. Um, I, any listen, any closing words of advice for <laughs> for all of us? Well, look, I think I think this is a different Florida this cycle. Remember, Republicans have now taken the voter registration advantage uh, away from Democrats, and so if Democrats were losing when they were ahead, what imagine do, that. Imagine that. <laughs> so, look, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to sway anybody. All I'm t- stating are the facts. So, all I'll say is get out and vote. All right. So we did it, y'all. We kept to our motto we don't really do the campaign stuff the you know we don't have candidates on and we don't do that but we see this as education and informational and we hope that you learned something here today Mm -hmm. so thanks jamie van pelt uh our producer here by the way of the show uh of you know it's why we have all this great content because jamie is pushing it forward uh of esp media so listen we will uh, well hang on I'm going to do a short Pittman point because it's the 4th of July. Stay with us right after this. You're listening to The Sean Pittman Show.
said you outside, but you ain't that outside. Worldwide hoodie with the mask outside. In case you forgot how we act outside. Welcome back to the show, y'all, and uh, happy 4th again. As political season continues across this country, we pause this weekend uh, and celebrate the founding of our nation. For all of the issues that we face in this country, from the insurrection of January 6th to racial injustices to attacks on the rights of women and more, y'all, we must still remember that we are all a part of this great American experiment and work every day to try to make it better. On the 4th of July, we look back uh, and remember the struggle during the founding of this country. But we also look back on the struggle of those who call this country home. Let me say that again. On this 4th of July, every 4th of July, we look back and we remember the struggle during the founding of this country. But we also have to look back on the struggle of those who call this country home. Our days are filled with fear, doubt, and anxiety about what the future holds. But we also have hope. We have hope that the longest surviving democracy will carry on and that tomorrow will be better than, well, yesterday. Because as we reflect on July 4th this year, I know that America is better when America is together. Our lived experiences as Americans are all different. They're all very, very different. But the hope that a better America is possible, that's the hope that binds us all together. So the Pitman point today is, let's continue to work and make this a more perfect union, y'all, for everyone. The great American experiment will live on, but only if we work for it. This has been the Sean Pittman Show. Happy 4th, and we'll see you in 7. This is the Sean Pittman Show on 96.1 Jams, Tallahassee's big station. We got this.